Let me uh, start by asking you about how we've discussed conscious capitalism before and how important it is uh, that if we are to have a, a truly evolving society where people live more equitable lives, uh, and we want to discuss how that will uh, affect people as individuals, our conversation before centered mostly on the world of business, how greed may be killing capitalism. Now, one of the things we discussed is your philosophy of one plus one equals 11 how there is the possibility of creating greater value in life than simply accepting the sum of its parts. Now, in a sentence, explain the concept of 1 plus 1 equals 11 for those who didn't hear it before. Thank you, Riz. As you know very, very well, the philosophy of 1 plus 1 equals 11 is something that I've been thinking about and trying to live for the last few years. That's come from a culmination of seeing how things work in the business world, but most importantly, looking at it from a personal point of view, looking at it from a family point of view, I sit down and I look at the various roles that one plays in life. I look at myself, first and foremost, I am a son, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm um, a friend, I'm somebody's nephew, I'm somebody's uncle. There are various roles that I play in the personal capacity. And what is very interesting is, I sit down and I question myself and say, look, here we are, in the business world, doing whatever we can to make our business partners, our joint venture partners happy, trying to add as much value for the corporation, for the stakeholders, for the shareholders. But I said, if I can apply that same principle to my personal life, then why can't I make every relationship that I have every meaningful or turn every relationship into a meaningful relationship and add exponential value or create the exponential value with my parents, with my wife, with my children, with my friends, with my brothers, and literally take things to the next level. And that sort of made me start thinking about effectively one of the statements that Warren Buffett always says is he says, look, one of the most important decisions you're going to make in your life is your life partner. Uh, that could not be a more truer, truer statement. I mean, that will determine a lot of things for you. You have to make sure that it's not a one-way value street. So in my view, 1 plus 1 equaling 11 means you have to pull your own weight. You have to deliver this as well. So why do you think so many people simply accept the simpler equation that 1 plus 1 equals 2? I think we, we all try to keep things very, very simple. And at the same time, I think one thing that we've all become, that we're all guilty of is trying to do things in a very easy way. It makes, I mean, it's a lot of work to create value in any relationship, whether it's a commercial relationship, whether it's a personal relationship, even the relationship with yourself. I mean, there are so many people and you just, there are so many people who play the game of golf. I do not play golf, but it's a game where you're constantly playing against yourself trying to improve your own score. It's basically just trying to make sure that you're constantly challenging yourself to move to the next level. And I think today's world, a lot of us want the easy way out. So it's very easy to say, yes, one plus one equals two, which mathematically it does. Exponentially, it shouldn't. I mean, if I wanted a one plus one equals two return on my financial investments, then I don't think I would take the risks that I am taking in life. And I think that applies for a lot of us, and especially those in the same industry as me. We want exponential returns. We want exponential things in life. And these exponential things in life come by having exponential, meaningful relationships. And that's one thing we need to work on constantly. 
I'm curious, how much uh, bearing do you think that faith and religion or religious belief play a part in guiding people to a more inclusive approach to life? To what degree does faith guide that same principle of one plus one equals 11? So I am a multi-faith oriented person. I believe in every single house of God. And I believe that karma is something that applies to everyone. So therefore, I believe that if I do somebody bad, I will have an exponential factor of a multiple of 10 back to me with that same vengeance that I've attacked someone with. So I don't know whether you would call it fate, but I would just call it you do unto others what you want them to do back to you. And in my view, if you treat somebody bad, expect an exponential factor of 10 coming right back at you. And if you do somebody good, expect an exponential factor of 10 coming right back at you. And that's the philosophy that I have grown up with. That's the philosophy that I've lived my life with. And look, we've had situations like any other business, like any other personal relationships, you go through your ups and downs, you have to recalibrate every now and then. Recalibration in a corporate setting means sometimes you have to close down a business, sometimes it hasn't worked out, sometimes you have to lay people off. It's part of the recalibration process because you're not achieving the exponential results that you want to have. Sometimes you, you lose your friends. We've seen people's marriages don't work out and it's because they were not getting the exponential result out of it. And life is a work in progress. Every single relationship needs to be worked on constantly. I will always know that I am someone's son. I'll always know that I'm someone's brother. I always know that I'm someone's father, someone's husband. And these are things that keep me going. And at the same time, when I'm at work, I am leading a team, a great team. And as I said, like any other business, like any other person, you go through your, your ups and downs. And, and I don't think it's the single faith that's kept me here. It's the multi-faith approach that I have because I believe one is living in a multicultural world today. So you mentioned essentially that the concept of karma, basically what you do comes back to you. What about culture? Do you think, for example, in your case, having Indian heritage makes a difference? Do you think, uh, you know, do cultural guidelines and, con and conditioning have any bearing on being able to adopt a more giving philosophy in life? You know, Riz, some of the largest philanthropists are in the U.S., and I don't think that has any, uh, I don't think that has any bearing on it. The world is a global playground and there are so many inspiring entrepreneurs, so many inspiring corporate leaders, so many inspiring people that I would be, I'm reticent to say it's because of my, my Indian heritage that this is how I feel. No, it's because we live in a world where a significant portion of the world has moved to a better place in life. Yes, there's a still there's still quite a large number who live below the poverty line. However, the opportunities in the world are growing. And as long as we have the access to education, people can transcend to the next level. And what is impressing me is the likes of a Warren Buffett, the likes of a Bill Gates, who have gone out there and actually have who have actually made capitalism a very good word. They've put their own personal ethos into it. And they've gone out there and created something very, very nice. So that leads me to, to something that came to mind when you know, we, we talked about having this discussion. And that is in the iconic 1987 movie Wall Street. Gordon Gecko, the character played by Hollywood star Michael Douglas, makes a speech that's now part of movie history when he says, 
Greed, for a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Now, the last two decades of the 20th century were certainly marked by a profound change in society and its approach to wealth, with Thatcherism and Reaganism and corporate hunger for profits being very much uh, driving how businesses worked and people led their lives. And it was even the expression, the person who dies with the most toys wins. Another expression that champions building blind pursuit of wealth. How much do you believe things have changed in those 30 or so years? So I grew up watching Wall Street and I grew up at that time wanting to be Gordon Gecko. I thought he was an incredible, I thought it was a phenomenal movie. I loved the way he went in and he bought a beautiful, or he was looking to buy that beautiful airline and he was going to basically strip everything out of there. And it was, it was a soft side of the character paid by Charlie Sheen who basically stopped the entire transaction from unfolding. I would replace the word greed today with abundance. I would say abundance is good, abundance is right, and abundance is necessary. Because without abundance, you cannot give, you cannot create value, you cannot provide. So the mindset of abundance is one to share. It's not to eat alone, it's to share. But sharing means you have to instill values. And the values are hard work, diligence, responsibility, accountability. I mean, the, these are the things today. These are the values that, that everyone needs to have ingrained in them if they want to be part of the abundance chain. So what do you believe to be the first thing an individual can do in order to embrace a more inclusive approach to life, both personal and, and professional? How would you recommend an individual makes one plus one equals 11 a reality in their life? First thing is, if I look on the personal side, take a piece of paper, write down the f five or six key relationships in your life, whether it's your, your parents, your spouse, your children, your siblings, your grandparents, your aunts, uncles, or friends, whatever it is. Just sit down, write down five people in your life that are an integral part of your life and sit there and question yourself, are you adding enough value to this relationship to take this to the next level? Are you getting what you want out of it? Are you giving them what they want out of it? Are there things you can be doing together to make it better? And that's something one has to invest in it. And I, th I think the most important relationship is the one you have with yourself. Are you happy with yourself? Are you actually being able to deliver a one plus one equals 11 outcome on everything that you touch. Are you motivated? Are you driven? Are you delivering? Do you have faith? Yes, we're all, we're all going to get punched in life. It's part of it is standing up and moving on again. But things happen. Things take time. On the corporate side, I look at it from a business point of view, Riz. When we go into a new market, you know the DSA Group's philosophy very, very well. We work with local partners. So the same skill sets I look in a local partner are the same skill sets I look at my friends. Am I going to add value to them? Are they going to add value to me? Is this a value accretive relationship or a value destructive relationship? How are we seeing things? And then you start questioning. And then that's how you start questioning your entire family. You start questioning, well, maybe I need to be spending more time with my child because of this. Maybe... I'm not giving my child or giving my spouse or giving my parents, or my brothers or my sisters the time or the benefit of the doubt that is required to actually take this relationship to the next level. And 
I make a ton of mistakes, but I always recalibrate. And if something's not working right in the path to get that 11 outcome, I'm going to recalibrate to make sure that I can make it happen. And if I can't make it happen, then I need to sit down and assess, is this the wrong partnership? Is this the wrong person? Do, or do I just need to take some time away from that individual because it's actually having a negative outcome? So to wrap things up, then, you sound optimistic. Now, overall, do you actually believe you are an optimist? And uh, in, certainly in the way we are shaping up as humans. And if so, briefly, what fuels that optimism? So Riz, I've, I've tailored or tapered my optimism with realism today. I'm a highly optimistic person, and you know that extremely well. What I see today is today's youth need to realize that you cannot ignore the hard work. There's a lot of good things in the world. Technology has revolutionized the world in the last five years or even in the last two years alone. I, I believe the world is going to become a better place. I believe we are going to solve global issues. We are going to solve the greenhouse issue. I believe we are going to solve food security. We are going to solve water issues because the world has become a much smarter place. And the amount of collaboration, if you just look at it today, you look at companies like Amazon, which, yes, they control entire marketplaces, but they're collaborating with everyone trying to get the one plus one equal 11. Microsoft is doing the same. So is Salesforce. And therefore, I actually think the world is going to become a much more collaborative place where people are going to start looking at everyone and saying, hang on a second. If I align myself with you, is it going to have an exponential impact or is it going to have the exponential outcome? And that could apply to your friends, your personal relationships, your business. So I am very charged. And I think question I would ask everyone to think as we are in 2020, what is your one plus one for 2020? What are you going to do to ensure you have an exponential outcome for this year? Well, as we say on this podcast, the world is changing. And let's hope it continues to change in a positive way. Manoj Narendra Bandani, thank you so much. Thank you, Riz.